It's the Party of Two Podcast. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Colin. And this is the Party of Two. I hope everybody's having a good week. Yeah, I hope so too. And uh, we'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Party of Two Podcast. Yes, yes. Thanks for listening in. Um, I love when I hear when y'all are listening. It makes my day. It makes our day. Um makes what we're talking about valuable. So, thank you. So, we're continuing our uh, our series, series of, of what married couples should know. Yep. And this we're is the second episode. We're in part two, and the topic um, that we talked about last time was part one, and that was getaway. Um, and part two is all about communication. We might need to, depending on how this goes, we might need to do a second part of communication or we might just touch on it after this this series again but um communication is a big big topic um i feel like married married couples should know um so colin is gonna before we actually get into this series on the podcast today colin's gonna talk a little bit about what we did yesterday oh guys it was so cool we kirsten and i were on our first podcast as guests. It was was, awesome. And it was so cool. So we have our podcast together. I have my podcast. But we were finally guests on another podcast. And we were on the Breakfast Breakfast with with Sis Sis podcast. And they are based in Dallas and they're at Chick-fil-A over in by SMU University. Um, So they're Methodist. It's right there on SMU Boulevard, right? Yeah, and it was uh, it's Tony Bridwell, who is a a very well known executive um, in the HR uh, HR industry. He's also a author as well. Has yeah. wrote some very 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 good books, and we've become very good friends uh, with him. And he and his daughter have been going to Chick Fil A on Saturdays. And her name is Allie. Allie, and she's an artist, and she's, she's an amazing artist. artist, and she's popping up all these different murals all over the city, and it's pretty spectacular what she does. When After we were done um, podcasting with them, Colin told me that she did a nursery room, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have her do it, a nursery yeah, room so cool. when, when that time comes, but um, yeah, she's an amazing artist, and... Um, they both have a lot to offer and share. So y'all need to go check out the podcast that we did with them. It's already live up and rolling. But so. we're going to, the next episode, we're going to, yeah. uh, we're going to put the podcast up uh, for everybody if you like joining ours. But it's really cool. They've been going to, they've been going to Chick-fil-A since she was super, super young on Saturdays grabbing breakfast. And now that they're older and she's married as well, they decided, you know what? We should start a podcast on our uh, at our breakfast, and that's exactly what they did. So they invite a whole bunch of people from in and around Dallas or even some of their outside friends, and they just talk about random things and random yeah. things about life. It's a pretty cool, uh, not fancy podcast, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. So um, it inspired us definitely to bring on some guests for our own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like our goal and kind of direction that we'll take it here pretty soon. Um, and later in the show, we're yeah. going gonna to pull a piece that Kirsten and I kind of did once a while ago, but we really didn't do too much. But uh, we were inspired to, at the end of this podcast, we'll do a little something that's interesting and uh, something that we think everybody could do. But it's really cool. So stay tuned uh, for that last piece. Yeah. You don't want to miss the end. Save the best for last, right? Exactly. All right, y'all. So let's talk about what married couples should know. And the topic is what, Colin? 
communication. Yes, this is a huge one. Um, effective communication is just so critical for every successful marriage relationship. Um, and it, it goes beyond just marriage. It goes to dating. It goes to friendships, um, working relationships. Communication is just a huge piece that um, needs to be focused on and needs to have an emphasis on because without communication, you know, I just think you're just setting yourself up for failure. So, um, yeah. So with that being said, um, when one person or both people in a relationship have conflicts and arguments, um, it's just an for marriage. You know, how can we deal or resolve those problems? You know, you just can't without communication. So you really have to depend on how effective you communicate with your partner, your spouse, um, whoever you're communicating with. Um, so backstory, communication for us did not come easy. Um, I'm just so you all know, I'm more of the communicator. I'm more of the talker. Colin is, you know, not so much, but, um, and that's kind of how we started off in our relationship was I was the talker and I was getting frustrated because he wasn't talking and wasn't communicating. So with that being said, um, since we got married, communication did not come easy. We're both working on it. Um, even though I say I'm a communicator, I also am not a communicator because a communicator has to also be a listener. And so with that being said, um, our kind of way that we work on communication is finding what our needs are and communicating based on that. And we work really hard to do a target check-in, which we'll talk a little bit about that. But what a target check-in is, is just checking in on what our love needs are. And we need to communicate that more with each other. And we found when we communicated our needs more and using that, you know, part of communication, we were successful and we, you know, we're able to be on the same, like, swimming lane with that. Um, so like I said, communication is a big umbrella and this may look different in many ways, um, in, in marriage, in our marriage and just any marriage or relationship communication, like I said, is so important, um, for, you know, to be able to connect with each other and that connection will be a second nature. Like it just kind of happens. It just happens. Um, but communication allows that connection to be stronger um, when you're failing in that part of communication, you're failing in the connection piece too. So, you know, we all have positive and negative feelings. And as you um, know your spouse and get to know them and they become like the closest person and you share a ton of feelings with them and just anything that's going on in your life. And so um, when it comes to marriage, how you communicate with them and with each other plays a huge role, like I said, on connecting with each other when you're not you know, communicating, you're not connecting. So it's really important to communicate so you can connect. Um, and in order to connect well and communicate well with it, there's, you need to know their needs. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the target, you know, meeting each other's needs and making sure that you're communicating, you know, the needs that you need to be met so you can love each other and so you can give what the other person needs and it kind of 
reflects the love language. If y'all read that book, it's a pretty popular book. Um, I can't remember the author on top of my head, but it's a really good book. Um, we went to a marriage counseling or not marriage counseling, but we did go to marriage counseling, but marriage retreat, we went to a marriage retreat and they did a love, love language type of thing, but it wasn't really much like the book. It was more just like, what are your needs? And so, um, it was, like a test. It was a test. It was almost it was like, like a Myers-Briggs a, yep, test, like a personality test. And it was really interesting. And I pretty much nailed what I thought my needs were, but I think Colin was a little bit more surprised on the needs that kind of came out from the results from that test. So my needs were, um, words of affirmation, feeling secure, security is a huge thing that I need. Um, and that security is emotional security, financially secured. Um, because growing up in my whole life, my parents really gave me security in good times and bad times. And so I strongly need that security piece. Um, when we were doing long distance, I felt like time was a big thing that I needed. And so I feel like also your needs change. And so right now my needs are words of affirmation and security. Um, gifts might be a good one too, but you know, but sometimes it's gone down the list a little yeah, bit. It now. has actually. And it's just interesting how like as your life starts to change and the seasons that you are in with marriage and relationships and things like that, your needs change as well. Um, like I said, when we were long distance, time was a big thing for both huge. of us. And, um, and so, yeah, so basically lost my train of thought. Um, our needs are just important. And my needs were security and words of affirmation. What were some of your needs? Um, some of my needs, let's see. Well, surprisingly, you know, with the feeling of, you know, being respected, um, you know, being uh, appreciated for kind of what I do. If like I didn't really think about it, but words of affirmation, but it came out to be words of affirmation. It was strange. Yeah, and the other thing is like you needed attention. Remember that one that popped up on yeah. yours. But how we kind of interpret interpreted that was attention kind of was the words of affirmation and um, the attention of like meaning to touch each other. And I feel like. Don't you feel like that's what it kind of came up to be too? Well, yeah, it was like when we were, when we're close to each other, when we're with each other, you know, feeling that connection, being, yeah. being a part of each other, you know, right. it's, it's like simple things like me putting your arm around you or you just too. like, yeah, you rubbing, I don't know, rubbing my back or something. I don't know. So side note. Y'all need to know that, like, you may not just have one need. You may have multiple needs and one might be more than the other yeah. or they might even be tied. Like I know I had a lot that were tied and Colin didn't. And so it just kind of depends on you as a person. Um, and you're going to find that maybe you're going to have some common, you know, needs of each other, which is great. And then you're going to find that you're going to have things that are totally opposite. And, um, it was funny when we were chatting with Tony and Allie on the Breakfast with Sis podcast, we were talking about like needs a little bit and communication because we were going into a little bit about marriage and things like that. And we discussed that, um, we discussed just the needs of each other and providing that for your spouse. And um, we came up with the fact that, you know, you're going to show more what you need so if I need words of affirmation, I'm going to give that more to Colin. Yeah. If Colin needs 
acts of service and he's going to give me acts of service, but that might not necessarily be what I need. Yeah. The human nature is to expect you expect it back. Yeah. Right. Well, or show what you need. Yeah. Um, And so that was really interesting. So that's kind of what we mean by, I guess, our love language. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. Which also is targets. Yep. So just kind of meeting your targets. And for today, um, you know, you just need to know how your partner needs to feel loved because when they do feel loved, no matter what, they'll feel secure in your relationship. And sometimes it can be an awkward, you know, in communication and figuring that out. It, it can, super it's hard. Kind of, it's super hard and awkward sometimes. Cause, it's so hard. Yeah. I, I really struggled, honestly, trying to figure out the need that Colin wanted. Um, sometimes I don't even know my own needs. Yeah, and you got to really soul search, I feel like, at the beginning. Like, I remember sitting marriage counseling times where I sat there and I said, I have no idea how to love him. I mean, I love him. And that goes the same for me, too. I love Colin, but, like, what does that look like, you know? Because how I'm going to love him may not be the way that he needs to be loved. So... I just think that it comes with time and really getting to know your partner. And it goes back to that connection piece. Um, Very much so. So it just all parallels with each other. And so as I started to, you know, just learn Colin and who he is and through our marriage counseling time sessions that we have monthly, every other month, kind of just depends on our schedule. Um, But I learned that, like, Colin really needs to feel respected and um giving him those words of affirmations that he is good and that he, you know, I am thankful for that. And I also feel like he's also one who needs acts of service, but for me, that's really hard to give. Yeah. Um, he's super good at giving it. And that honestly might be a love language that might change for me because that's a low one on my list, but it might change to be hired. Yeah. I mean, it, I it's, it's crazy. Cause when I think about it for me, it's weird because one week something could be pretty low. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, the next week, man, that's really high, you know, just depending on it's, it's all situational, situational, seasonal, seasonal, you know, when we have kids, like it might change or when, you know, I, I didn't really travel all that much for business mm-hmm. for the first six months. And now it, we're into the second half of the year and there's more travel involved. And it's like, my life has flip flopped and, you know, I need different things than I did the first six months. It, but I it's think crazy. Being aware yeah. of your needs and communicating. What do you need? And that's why we do the these daily, not daily, but we do these like target check-ins and we just say, Hey, you know, how am I doing on your target? Or, Hey, let's talk about our target. And we'll just discuss like, okay, well I need more of this and I need more of that. But you know, that's not going to come overnight. That takes time to be able to sit there with your spouse and feel like you can communicate that yeah. it's hard and um so that's why we make such big emphasis on targets and meeting each other's needs um because when you don't then you're criticizing you're being defensive you're name calling um but when you do find those needs and communicate those needs we find that there's no place for those things to happen. And we also found that in our marriage, when we put emphasis and effort into communication, um, like I said, like we're meeting those needs, but we're also listening to each other's needs. Listening is a huge part of communication. It's not just the talking part. Um, And both of us really struggled with that part. Listening. Yeah. I mean, there's times we both really really struggle with it. Um, I remember like I'd come to Colin and I'd say, I feel frustrated and like, I need this and, you know, giving him a scenario, you know, there was like a problem, you know, and I felt like sometimes he wouldn't listen to 
what I needed because then he'd flip it around and say what he needed at that time. And at the moment, like it wasn't about him. It was about what I was needing at that moment. So it just goes like you got to give them time to express their needs and communicate. And then you there's a time and place for everything. And that goes with communication as well um, and how you use your words to effectively communicate. Um, Yeah, this is just a big this is a big kahuna. It's a big. It's Sorry, a big deal. I just keep on ranting. Well, it's communication is one of the most uh, communication is one of the most important pieces of marriage, really. It totally is. Because when you don't have communication, you're failing in a big you piece don't of connect. it. Yep. And so that's like when we went and signed up when we had our first marriage counseling session with Doug, and we filled out our paperwork and what we needed and things like that. Like we both said, communication because I don't think just because I think I'm a talker. It doesn't mean I'm a good communicator. Yeah, and when we when you communicate good and we're getting better at it, you know, we're still what I would consider novices, but when you communicate, you can start almost expecting things out of your partner. Like you can you can see ahead, you can almost think ahead of what they're going to do or in a situation what they're going to say. Yeah. Totally. Um so like with the whole listening thing, you know, you're just able to share your feelings without rejection. Um, you know, it's never, it doesn't ever feel good to feel rejected when you're trying to communicate. So really sitting back, letting them talk and just say, okay, like I'll work on that. That's all you need to say. It's almost like when a person is expressing their needs and you're listening, you know, and then they're done talking about what they need to talk about and just saying, okay, like, what can I do for you? Like write that down y'all. Like, what can I do for you when someone's talking to you and they're communicating like just asking that, not only is that so powerful for you to say, but it's even more powerful for the person who, like, is needing those needs. It, yeah, I mean, because, you know, sometimes you'll be frustrated or something or something will be on your mind or you're mad or something. And before I go into my own opinion about something, usually the first thing I'll ask, and I didn't used to do this, but I'll ask, well, what, what can I do for you? Like, what? Yeah. how can I help? Before I go in and get my own two cents. Well, or my sometimes own you don't even need to say your two cents. Sorry yeah. about it, but buddy, but you don't. <laughs> because sometimes a person just needs to talk. Yeah, but it's good to 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 instead of try to go at the other way the first time, you go out and say, "How can I help you?" Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, so, learning how to just effectively communicate with your spouse may look different, like we said, um, but. It'll help build a deeper connection, like, on a whole nother level. Um, let's talk about, like, how communication builds, is connected with trust. Okay. Um, so, I just find that, like, when you communicate, there's a bigger, like, trust with each other, you know? And um, I think this is really huge. Like, trust is an important block, of marriage. And, and I think, and I think doesn't over, come easy. <laughs> and I think trust comes from over 50% of it comes from communication. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Um, communication is a, is key to building and maintaining trust. And when you communicate, you're allowing that trust to build. It's true. And, um, like for me, I don't trust easily. I I do have some walls up. Like when we first really got into marriage. I mean, we're still into marriage and we're just at the beginning, you know, like but 
we worked, I feel like we worked, we just bit the bullet with marriage. You know, we just took it by the bulls, by the horns, and we just wrote it, Mm -hmm. you know, and we went through everything and anything that came up, we really focused on how to fix it and what does it look like and how can we make it better and things like that. Yeah, because, I mean, we met in college, and so we only had the college environment to really learn about each other. Which is not a very good environment. Which is, yeah, (laughs) it's it's a fun environment, but it's not a very good one. And then I left to go work, and I was out of town. You know, we were doing long distance, and that's really, really tough, but I think it made us stronger. And that's, I think, I look back on that and said, you know, maybe if we didn't have that, I don't know where we would be in communication, right? It yeah, forced it really trust. forced it really forced us to have to start working on that. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, trust is hard. Mm-hmm. And then I think it just takes time and it takes patience and it takes communication. They go hand in hand like I said. And so like I like I didn't trust easily and um you know, it just when Colin communicated more, I found that I trusted him more. Yeah. And it was, it was tough because, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to make, if you're dating, you don't want to make your partner mad, you know, and this goes for Kirsten too. You know, she doesn't want to make me mad. I don't want to make her mad. But when you're in marriage and you communicate the good or the bad and you sit down as a couple and you're, you know, you're seriously in love with each other and you understand that and you're committed fully to each other, you know, good or bad communication is going to make things better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think we need to talk any more about the check-ins at all? Um, do you well, want to say anything we, we about could, the we could go, of it? Yeah. So, I mean, just for people, they, they, we keep saying check-in. So we'll go into just real quick what a check-in is again. Basically a check-in is, you know, Kirsten and I asking each other on a regular basis if we're meeting the needs of each other. Um, you know, Kirsten, am I, you know, what can I do better or you know, am I doing this good? Or she's checking in with me. Hey, am I doing good enough here? Um, basically making sure we're meeting the needs of, uh, each other. And the benefits of that is a communicating, you know, it's forcing us to have to talk to each other about what are we doing good? What are we doing bad? And when you just say, Hey, let's do a target check-in. Yeah. You know, sometimes I may be needing something and that's an easy way for me to ask, Hey, this is what I need. Yeah, and when we're talking about needs, it's not like, yeah, it's not, and we're not talking about needs like, hey, honey, I need a new car. No. (laughs) Well, because that would be nice. Yeah. Or a a new purse. Or a little Louis Louis Vuitton bag would be nice. Um, Wink, wink. Yeah, maybe Christmas, we'll see. What? No. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's basically, the benefit is you're gaining more communication, you're gaining more trust, you're talking with each other, you're spending time with each other, and you're truly understanding each other. Mm-hmm. You know, all through and through, it's understanding the needs of each other, because if you're understanding the needs of each other, that's when you can grow. But I, what I was trying to get at, I was on something, and maybe I already said it, but basically what I meant was like, sometimes when you need something, an easy way to say it is like, hey, can we do a check-in? Check-in, yeah. Or you say, hey, can we do a check-in? Yeah. And it's an easy way to, like, flash the red flag in front of somebody's face. Like, hey, I'm right here. Like, hello. Yeah, because you're not saying, like, like, damn it, Colin. Like, you're not doing yeah. this for me. I need this. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very respectful. It's respected. It's calm. calm. Yeah. Uh, because good. it can easily just blow up. Like, you're not doing this, and I don't feel blah, blah, blah. 
which, I mean, truth be honest, we do that sometimes. We, we all have. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah, everybody um, Which kind of goes things. into, do you want to go into anything more about the check-in? Or I was going to talk a little bit about, like, you know, how we're not perfect. Yeah, no, and we really got the check-ins from, you know, I don't think the check-in would have came by us. It was really mm-hmm. through uh, marriage counseling. counseling. Yeah. And, you know, being honest with each other and saying, you know what, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should have almost like a, a you know, an intermediary uh, in the and middle. And it wasn't because we weren't strong or we didn't, we weren't solid or we didn't feel connected. It's just like we didn't know how to work through these hard times. We wanted, yeah, we just we wanted help. We needed some coping skills. We yeah. needed some strategies on how to work together, you know? It's kind of like going back to kindergarten yep. and how do you solve your problems? And it's helped. I mean, a year later, it's helped a lot. Oh, it's been a game changer. Like, even when we're arguing, it's been a huge, just like our argument. Like, when we do argue, they're not... They're not as explosive. Yeah, they're just... We listen and or we just... I don't know. It, it's just different. It's I can't even paint the picture. Yeah. But that just might be just experience within marriage. So, um, like I was saying, like, we're not perfect, and you're never going to ever be an expert in communication. We all screw up. And just kind of, like, based on our own experiences, and, Colin, you can add to this as well, um, but when we talk about these mistakes, like, kind of pitching, so, like, mistakes within communication I find are assuming. So like you never want to just assume, you don't want to assume the worst, of course, and you don't want to just jump to conclusions and think, okay, well, he didn't call me, so he's with another girl. Yeah. Like that's an assumption and really focusing on not assuming and like really just looking at the full picture and like if you are about to assume, ask questions. You know, that's when you have to communicate and say, hey, you didn't call or we didn't talk about this or tell me more about this. So you gain an understanding. And as a partner, you have to accept, you know, accept those questions. And that was something that I struggled with a lot of times. But it's, oh, okay, she doesn't want to assume something. So she's asking because if she was assuming she'd straight up say, you didn't call me, you know, you're out on a business travel doing stupid stuff. And the more he like communicates, especially when he's on business trips, the more I trust and the less I assume. Yeah. So they all go hand in hand and are all parallels to each other. Um, Another mistake that I think we all can easily make is expecting your partner to read your mind. Everyone thinks they're a mind reader. Yeah. And I look at him and I'm like, oh, well, you're thinking this. So, you know. Or you're doing the same to me. Um, we all get into situations, I feel like, where we think we know our spouse is going to say this or feel this or do this or think this. But we can't because it goes back to, like, the number one point that I just talked about is, like, assumption. You can't assume or you can't assume what they're thinking or doing or saying Um because your spouse doesn't know what you're thinking. You're not a mind reader. <laughs> you're not a card reader. <laughs> you're no, like, Buddhist thinker, whatever. What are they? Genie in a bottle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is, like, you never know until we communicate. Yeah. And instead of assuming what your spouse is going to be doing or saying or anything like that, 
just ask. Yeah. You know, it goes I mean, you, back to the check-ins. Yeah. You know, and seriously. And you can, you can read. I mean, it's easy to read body language. It's really easy to but read even facial. body language and facials, but, you cannot yeah. assume because yeah. they might be pissed off, but they might not be pissed off at you. you. Yeah. So you know? that's when you, if you read those body languages, you yeah, see that you need sure. to ask what's wrong. Totally. Huh? Like what's, what's going on? Okay. So like, here's a side story. So Colin would come home and he might be upset about something and I'm, I am guilty of this. I assume and think, oh, he's mad at me. You know, what did I do wrong? I'm assuming he's upset with something that I did or, you know, said or acted a certain way. I don't know. And I'm assuming because everybody's their worst critic and people get in their own heads. But, you know, when I ask, hey, what's going on? He just says, I'm stressed about work. I'm stressed about work or I'm stressed about cars or I'm stressed about you know, traveling, about traveling or stressed about flying or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, yeah. Flying was a big one when he was getting, when he was getting his pilot's it license. Was big, yeah. Um, I'm like, what is wrong? Like you're mad at me. You're mad at me. Like, what did I do? Like, why are you so upset? Like, what's your deal? And I was assuming, I was assuming he was upset with me and that's when I went wrong and that's when I failed and I can't think or assume what, you know, he is thinking or why he's upset and it may not even be about me but the moment I ask him and I just said hey what's going on did I do something like are you mad at me like what what's the deal and then I gain a better understanding and I'm not assuming and I'm not ex- you know expecting what he's thinking or you know whatnot um so yeah it's just super important to just ask it goes back to the whole communication thing yep <laughs> um and the other thing is like you have to consider the person's perspective um, when you're communicating. Like, put a whole nother set of eyeglasses on and look at the lenses of that person. And the moment you put on the lenses of that person, can you understand or try to understand what they're feeling, what they're saying, what they're experiencing? Because the moment you flip that switch of, you know, put yourself in their shoes perspective, can you really like effectively move to the next step or effectively help or, you know, say the right thing. Or understand. Or understand. Uh, Understanding is a huge thing. So, you know, I just feel like you can't just think. Well, in a relationship, in in a marriage, in a relationship, in a marriage, it's, it's 50, 50, everything's 50, 50. There's nothing. I I'm not 70, 30. You're not 70, 30. It's 50-50, so you have to have, you know, you got to understand the other person. You have to think about what it is. But it's just the perspective. Like, you have to look in their lenses, in their eyes, and see what they see. And flip, get yourself out of your own selfish, you know, ways. And um, get your panties out of your booty and look and see what their eyes see. Because the moment you do... It's a huge game changer. It is, yeah. And um, your communication will be more effective, and they'll trust you more when you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're just going at it, aren't we? It's, I mean, it's such this communication's <laughs> we're big. We're taking it's the big... bull by its horns and riding it. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> um, but, like, we're just so passionate about, like, communication because that's what we struggled with. Like, that was a big was biggest thing one, for probably. us. Our biggest and one. We've learned a lot from communicating and the benefits of effective communication and how you can say good things and say wrong things. And, and it's taught us a lot about each other, too. Yeah, and ourselves. For sure. I think it's a growing piece. Um, so 
with that being said, what have you learned about communication? What have I learned about communication? Well, tell us the the importance of not being afraid of giving your uh, your two cents on something or not being afraid to tell your partner what's wrong or how you're feeling, um, why you're stressed out or why you did what you did or telling your spouse something, you know, like, hey, you know, I did this for this reason or honey, I'm sorry I did this. Uh, You know, it's it's being it's not just it's not being afraid to talk and say or uh, I guess in all it's don't be afraid to communicate you know yeah it's so it's so important to have have that and before we didn't I will and to be honest I think I didn't have it more than Kirsten did I would say at the beginning of our marriage she was a way better communicator than I was and it was something that I had to grow into and it was something that was way out of my comfort zone um but I mean, if we go all the way back to when we started marriage counseling, I mean, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, this is going to help me get out of my comfort zone. Like, it's going to help me go to new areas that I have not been and very, very strong in. And being able to, like, be open to doing that was awesome. Because I'm going to tell you, girls, not a lot of guys can just be open to. Well, yeah, because guys are, I mean, they're, they're macho. They think they know everything about themselves. They think they know everything about relationships. And they I've think, got a keeper here, people. You think, <laughs> you think you know everything about your spouse. And let me tell you, when you actually have a professional giving you other ideas and, um, you know, making you think twice and making your wife think twice about you too, it actually help, it helps you understand your spouse better and it helps your spouse understand you better. So if you're struggling with something and, you, you know, your wife doesn't know and you're trying to get her to know, it actually helped. It helped a lot. Um, but in all, communication was the foundation of um, some of our first problems and mm-hmm. learning to communicate better, even over a year. I mean, it has made things so much easier. Yeah, for sure. And um, so what did what have you learned about communication? What did I learn? I learned not to talk. <laughs> Because Kirsten, Kirsten's a talker. Not to like say too much because I mean you communicate, you communicate, you communicate. But like the other thing is like I have to learn to sit back and listen because I was one to just jump the gun and like you know prounce. And I got I had to learn to just chill my role. And that's a part of communicating too is being able to listen. And I wasn't a good listener. And I'm trying to be more of a better listener and not just prouncing. Yeah, because when you when you listen, and this is for both, you know, both spouses. When you listen, it you know it enables you to be able to communicate better and say the right things. Say the right things and think before I speak. Because you can communicate in a negative. You may think it's a good way, but you can be actually doing my, it in a negative way. My dad always told me, like as a kid, is like, okay, my dad's a dentist, so this is kind of a funny story. So. You have toothpaste, right? You squeeze the toothpaste out, like, with your hand. Squirt. Can you get it back in? Nope. No. Those are, like, your words. Yeah. When you squeeze that toothpaste bottle, you can't take back your words. You know? Toothpaste is like the words. When your mouth is spits out all those words, it's just, that's that's it. You can't take it back. So, so true. It, thinking of it in that metaphor. Is it a metaphor? It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Um teacher in me. <laughs> um, so yeah, just thinking like my mouth cannot be toothpaste and nope. it can't, whatever I say can't be taken back. I mean, an apology is an apology and forgiveness is forgiveness, but 
sometimes words hurt. They do. And um, I'm still working on that. Like, it's not something that comes overnight. And like Colin says, Rome's not built in a day. And so take communication in that way. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. Communication's not going to be built in a day. It just takes time and effort and practice. Communication for everyone out there is going to take years. Yeah, and we're still working on it. You know, like we say, we're not perfect. We're not experts. We make mistakes. We fail. Um, But that's how you learn and grow. And by having a self, you know, self-understanding and self-realization that neither of us are perfect, it's, it's helped us grow and become closer. Yeah. So, like, what I, like, I just hope that from our story of communication and what we have to say about it, like, I hope this helps somebody out there um, because it's never fun to just talk, 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 and it doesn't help anybody. So, if it does help you, like. And just checking in with your spouse. Yeah, just check in. Say, like, what can I do for you? Am I, am I doing enough? G- yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Am I doing enough for you? Ooh. You're on it, Colin. Woo-wee. It's podcast Sizzle. weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting off tangent here. All right. Let's go to our, let's go to our next Drum topic roll. because this is, a, this is a good topic and we, we yeah. have learned this from, um, you know, Tony and Allie on their podcast because they do it too and we... We tried to do it a while back ago, and then we kind of forgot to do about it. But I really, really like but I, it. Okay, what we're about to do, you can do with your spouse as well. Yeah. And I want to encourage you to do this with your spouse, with your partner, with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, you know, if you're a boss and you've got a team of people under you, this would be a great thing to do. Like, if you have a weekly meeting and. A, Debriefing or or a weekly dinner with your spouse. Yeah, it's y'all, great like to talk this over is going to be your changing thing. It's going to be your saving grace. And I want this is a really good communication communication tool exercise yeah, that tool. you can take with you today. Um, yeah, I said something to like I said something in this podcast. I said write it down. Oh, yeah. the words of what can I do for you? Yeah. So say that to your spouse. And the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to do this little activity. And this is the next thing that you're going to take away from our podcast today. So and it's called, it's a, it's a little exercise called high, high low. And low. How high can you go? How, How low, low can, can you go? go? So basically high low. <laughs> <laughs> she is, man, there's too much sugar in that Sonic drink you're having. Which, by the way, we're finally back at Sonic. Yeah, baby. After a week of terrible, terrible weather and rain. It's like so it's perfect, cool, y'all. It's, it's perfect. Like, and it's we're awesome. back at Sonic. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so, so basically the way it is is. High low goes like this. Basically, it's a weekly thing that you do. And for your high, what was a super, super good thing or what was something you achieved or what was a high moment of your week? And then the low is basically the opposite. What was a low moment of the week? What was bad? What didn't go your and way? And be real in those and be low real about it. And, high points. And, you know, it could be little things. It could be big things. But when you do high-low activities with anybody – it's going to help you communicate better. It's a simple, simple, easy communication yeah. uh, exercise. So am I going first? Yep, you're on it. All right. So my high this week, Kirsten and I, uh, it was Labor Day weekend this week. We just got back and it was a fun time uh, to be able to go to Nashville because my parents just moved to Nashville, Tennessee. So we got to go uh, spend some time with them in Murfreesboro, um, which is right outside Nashville. It's a suburb. And uh, we we got to stay in their new home. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful new home. We we went out to the lake 
um, with some of their friends. It was such a cool lake out in the middle of no, kind of by Lynchburg, Tennessee. And if you guys don't know where Lynchburg is, Lynchburg is where Jack Daniels. Country song. um, It's where Jack Daniels is made. Um, But it was a super cool lake, and that was just a lot of fun. Kirsten and I, you know, we love, like we talked about in the last episode, we love getting away. Yeah. Um, And it was just important that we got away, and it was a high moment. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I hope she had a lot of fun, too. I did. I whipped him in wakeboarding. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Smoked him. But the low of my week happened to be on Friday because I'm getting ready to go on about seven days. Yeah, fixing. I'm fixing up to go on seven days of travel uh, for business, going to Canada and then New York. Um, so I wanted to spend this weekend, you know, with Kirsten. I want to do some really, really good date activities, but Mother Nature had different plans for that we were high school football season has started here in texas and kirsten and i love love going to support the local football teams because it's just so fun down here in texas Um, different from what i experienced in nebraska and different from what she experienced in california Um, so on friday we have this little ritual where we go to our taco uh, which is a nice I don't know. I love it. It's so good. We get happy hour happy margaritas. Hour. Uh, half, pri- half price ha- uh, margaritas, half price appetizer. And it's just a fun way to get a little dinner before we go check out a high school football game. Um, but unfortunately, it was like super stormy. Super stormy. And super stormy. we sat in the parking lot for an hour and a half. I and fell the, asleep. You know, she fell asleep. Buzz and I kill. sat there. <laughs> and unfortunately, the game got postponed too late. Um, and I was supposed to fly on Friday, so I did, we didn't get to finish our, our date, and I didn't get to fly on Friday, so that was a piece of the low. And then on Saturday, it was supposed to be our official date night, and we were going to go fly. Again, it was going to be our first flying date night. Uh, we were going to go fly out and get dinner. Unfortunately, it stormed uh, again, just like it has all week, and I was pretty bummed because I haven't flown in a month. Um, but we, we, we worked it out. We went to a dinner and movie instead. Um, but not being able to do what I had set out to do, uh, was a low, but of course we made it better by just being together and doing what Amen. we could. So that was my highs and lows for the week. Yeah. So honey, what was yours? Um, my high of the week is I got some guinea pigs for my classroom and they're super cute, but kind of a lot to take care of. Um, but the kids love them and seeing their faces, um, around them just give me a lot of joy so that was a high um being able to spend time with Colin this weekend um I've is a high you know he just talked about how he had all these lows of how date nights didn't work out but um you know we did spend a lot of time we went out to dinner a lot we went to a movie a lot so that was a high for me and um you know I felt like we just did a lot this weekend and a lot than most weekends, really. And I like I give him credit. Like even though it didn't work out, like I hope he's listening right now and thinks that this is a good thing, you know. So um, that was a high of mine, and then a low. I was really tired and stressed out this week. It was you a tough were, week. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that being said, I just you know I have twenty kindergartners, and I just I'm just really struggling in finding that balance of how I can meet the needs of all of them when I like can't at the same time because their needs are ooh, some of my friends needs are just really a lot and and that that's just the beauty of being a kindergarten teacher but yeah so that was just just a stressful week um that I just struggled yeah but I'm recouped and I'm ready for a new week new week 
That's the beauty of Sundays. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Yep. So, um, so as you just yeah. saw, guys, it's a simple, simple exercise. And it took like a minute, two mm-hmm. minutes, like a minute each. Super easy. Um, and you get to see what your spouse was feeling. Yeah. And and then kind of you can always take back, you know, I turned his low into a positive. If you notice that I took his low of how date nights didn't work out and I changed it and I made it my high. And so. You know, you never know how you can always flip the story around for somebody else. And it's funny because I did the same thing on Friday. You had such a stressful week and that was your low. And I was like, hey, it's Friday yeah. night. We're on a date night. We're having, you know, a margarita together. Yeah. Like we're together. Like everything's okay. It's yeah, weird. Totally. So these high and low things um, really can be beneficial. So I challenge you all to use this strategy for communication. And shout out to Tony and Allie yeah, for, yeah. for giving us that uh, inspiration. Yeah, so we love it. So we have to give them the credit. <laughs> of course. Um, so let's wrap things up, Colin. Yeah, so guys, thank you again for tuning in to today's uh, episode. We're happy to be back here at Sonic in yep. Keller uh, with our drinks. What'd you get today? I got a strawberry peach fruit fizz. And I got, of course, my my lemonade. God, I love their lemonade. But uh, we're know. happy. I think I'm going to switch my drink up. Yeah, Maybe. I'm not feeling it. But because the weather is so much better, we're so happy we can be sitting outside having a drink and just I talking really about things. I really want one of things. those Sonic Blizzard things. Oh, Sonic Blast things. Ugh. Those since look so the good. day once and we walked through these drive throughs I've been one that Oreo. I have a free one on the app. Shut up. I'm dead serious. Oh, my gosh. Maybe next time. Next time. I don't want it today. <laughs> I had um, too much candy at the movie theater last night. <laughs> but... Uh, Part two. That was a fake laugh, by the way. Oh, it wasn't? It looked like a fake oh, laugh. Okay, maybe. y'all. But that was part two of our series, and we'll move yeah. into uh, part three probably in two weeks, because next week we're going to bring you... We're going to bring you the episode, episode that, that we, we were, did uh, with that Breakfast we were on. with Sis. And it's a really, really good episode, and we get to introduce you to to Allie and, uh, Allie and Tony, and I think you guys will really, really enjoy yeah. the episode. So that's going to replace um, the next, what, part three of this series. So we're going to take a quick little break this week, and you're going to listen to that amazing podcast um, next Sunday, like Colin said. So and where then the week after that, we'll go... We'll on go back to, to the series. So where um, can everybody find us on social media? You can find us on The Party of Two Pod on Instagram and on Facebook. And um, from there, you can see our individual handles. And we are on all the social media platforms. Or not social media, but podcast, podcast platforms. platforms. We're so on we're now. super excited. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google all Play, of the above. Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Republic. Any, literally any podcast any outlet. Any platform we're of on. podcasts, we're there. Yep. So... We're super excited for that, too. Mm-hmm. And if you want to join in on the conversation or if you have questions about communication, hit us up on social media. Yeah, and tell us if you try out this strategy. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And see if it benefits you like it's benefited us. It's it's really, really cool. So thank you again, guys, for joining us on another yes, episode yes, yes. of the Party of Two podcast. And we will see you next time. Hopefully uh, another nice day here at Sonic. Yeah. Bye, All y'all. Right, everybody.